0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Unveil podcast. My name is Brace Harris. And I'm Victoria Fenton. Yes, and we are Unveil. So today, we are going to talk about embodiment. Ooh, <laughs> buzz, buzz, buzz word. Embodiment. How do we get there? Um,
1: How do we know when we're there? Yeah. What it actually is?
0: Yeah. Does anyone really know what it means? Mm. It's that kind
1: of thing. The like- people who have
0: it know what it means, but it's sometimes it's really hard to describe
1: yeah like secrets of the podcast we have just spent like 20 minutes trying to work out how to explain this <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> and we do this for a living <laughs> well, sp-
0: speaking of working it out so i guess the first thing is why is this today's topic
1: yeah and i think a bit like when we spoke about trauma the, you look on Instagram or any social media, but let's just use Instagram. And embodiment's like everywhere. Everyone's talking about embodiment. Everyone's like talking about embodied practices, and it feels why like do you, why
0: are you why are you saying it was such disgust on disgust your face? Disgust on my face.
1: Yes, I apologize. But it is like it feels really in a lot of a lot of times. I'll be honest. It feels really false. To me, because okay. a lot of people who are using the word is like, "Oh, I'm really embodied," and I'm like, mm, "If you were embodied, you probably wouldn't need to say, say you it. were embodied." Yeah. Like, it doesn't actually need to be clarified that much. So there's there's that kind of perspective on it, and mm-hmm. I think that for me, as I said last time, busting through some myths is really important, mm-hmm. um, but also like demystifying this world is hugely important. Yeah. Because we make it, like, as coaches, like, we make it seem really difficult to do stuff, and we make it seem like, oh, you'll never get there unless you spend a ton of money on me. And it's like, actually, yeah, there are people who need us, and there are also people who are put off feeling into this world because it's all jargon and concepts that people are like, well, that's very woo, and it doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah, and also, they don't necessarily understand it Mm -hmm. and just we as human beings if we don't understand something we're like no that's bs i'm going the other direction Mm. uh i don't know what that is i've never experienced it my parents Mm. didn't know Mm. and that's the cool thing about this work is that it is excuse me starting to come into mainstream Mm. and so it's Mm. becoming a lot more accepted Mm. um but they're like anything religion whatever mm. there are going to be versions that are more accurate <laughs> i say uh, lightly with a smile <laughs> more accurate than others right
1: and i think like when i say i've been in personal development for 20 years i say that because i learned about a few a few personal development systems 20 years ago it was not cool to talk about it then it was not like in the mainstream at all in fact you would Deemed really weird. Yeah. And I think as it's coming into the mainstream, as with everything, and I noticed this in a lot of areas, the people who are really on the fringes of it really deter people coming into the world because Mm -hmm. they make it seem difficult. They make it seem kind of non-scientific or non-realistic. And at that point, it just because of who we are as humans, again, we devalue it. Like everything needs to be fact-checked and validated in this modern world for mm-hmm. people. And and it's why I, in part, love the work of Joe Dispenza because he's done a lot to validate scientifically quite a lot of what is actually just energy stuff. And I'm cool with accepting energy. I don't need the science. Like I feel what I feel and I
0: trust what I feel. But mm-hmm. a lot of
1: people won't, so... Yeah,
0: and I love the science. You See, did. I love the science part of that because yeah. it for me it gives me a foundation to build off of and it's a foundation that i truly believe in right. like i believe in science i believe in the universe and the quantum world and yeah. all of this you know these uh, crazy theories about how the universe was created how it works how it's made how it continues to work um, and i think the thing for yeah. me is
1: like i do believe in all that and i love all of that yeah. And I spent seven years trying to legitimize myself by claiming... Clinging on to the science as if I couldn't talk about the energy. Yeah, because you can't stop there. And it's like that It just only... Right. Supports. But but for me, it's like... I don't want to limit myself anymore. And I can't keep... All the science and then all of the spirituality and woo-woo. That's like, it's a spectrum that's way too huge for me to keep, which is why I love being with you. Because you like, you get to geek out on all the science. And I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can just go, yeah, and I'm the weird one.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. No, so, but yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I, I love the, the, woo-woo the woo-woo stuff woo-woo as well. Yeah, and like, I'm definitely down for like spirit and energy, spirit and, energy and, 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 and all that. And, you know, my listeners, our listeners, sorry. Almost <laughs> the daggers from me. the eyes. <laughs> Um, I think it's absolutely essential to stay open minded right I think once we start to shut off areas just because it doesn't feel right Mm. or I don't know yeah and it's it's am I am I I saying this
1: yeah and I think hmm we're all just a mess of patterns and fears and things that we've Kept up with, yeah. so when instinctively, oh, it's my gut instinct that it's not right. Is it really, or is it actually just you being
0: predisposed. prejudiced? Yeah,
1: yeah, predisposed against it, biased or prejudiced. And it's a really relevant topic for right now in terms of everything that's happening yeah. in the modern conversation. But you and I have, we've had conversations about this, and it's part of our friendship and part of our connections. Like. We are super open-minded to what the other person's doing, the self-motivated decision. We can have really complicated differences of opinion or, you know, different conversations and we don't need to shut down just because the other one doesn't see eye to eye or anything like that. Oh,
0: absolutely not. So if you are listening Mm -hmm. and you are out there and you're like, yeah, this is triggering you. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Stick, stick to it. Like, let's explore that.
1: Yeah. That... And we're also going to, like, come on to triggers later in
0: this podcast. Yeah. So yeah. So stay with us. Yeah. Stay open-minded. I mean, knowing stuff that you accept or not accept is really good for your whole being. So I love that you
1: just said that because that's my next sentence. Just bringing us back onto the topic of embodiment, the word embodiment is so useful because it implies that you are a whole human being. Yes. Nice segues. Mm,
0: (laughs) I did that on purpose. (laughs) Yeah, you
1: did. Sure. Not at all. Um, So, (laughs) so having that kind of concept of embodiment, it's um, it determines that you aren't just mind setting your way through life. There is a there's a descent of the concept into form.
0: Yes, uh, embodiment. I mean, just the just the definition. I'll read it to you. The dictionary definition. Dictionary definition. definition. Tangible or visible idea of a quality or feeling
1: so in a sense it's something made real made in
0: physical form yeah and you know the difference when you truly believe something Mm. like you believe it with you've heard people say with every part of my being i just know Mm. that is an embodiment type of sensation sensation yes definitely
1: and so um in coaching world we use it to almost imply or suggest that the stuff that you're talking about in terms of oh this is how i feel about things actually is how you feel about things and it's really common in this life that we run around saying one thing and believing or thinking or feeling another
0: yes especially the the feeling yeah. i think for for most of us we say one thing and but inside it's like man that is not entirely accurate yeah it's like okay Let's get accurate.
1: Yeah, and it, it is And about, let's get
0: honest and accurate.
1: Yeah, and creating that um, that embodied belief, I think. Mm-hmm. And and so what is it... What do you think embodiment is? Like, if you were going to say... Because yeah. breaking this concept down is really difficult because the whole point of the word is it's not mental. It's physical. It's mm-hmm. Like breaking it down into mental linguistics is difficult.
0: Yes. So I've heard... The word embody, seen it, Oh, I mean, can you embody, is this embodied, is this idea embodied, or whatever, forever and ever and ever. And I never quite could put my finger on it. And that's why I think I said earlier that it's something that you, well, at least for me, I experience as a feeling and a sensation. Mm-hmm. Defining it, I must do, with a dictionary. Yes. Because for me... When I feel embodied in something, it is a full on just, there's a confidence. There is, man, it's just this overwhelming sensation of knowing and knowing that this is right. I may not have all the proof. I may not know all the details, Mm -hmm. but I feel it like, like what I was saying earlier, you know, I just, I feel it with every part of my being that for me is embodiment. And I know the difference between when I am in that and when I'm not. Mm. And it's also my responsibility to myself mm-hmm. to distinguish between the two. Mm-hmm. And if I'm going for an, an, an embodiment of whatever idea or practice, or it's my responsibility to myself to honor myself and be like, okay, this is not quite embodied or this isn't dependent on how I am receiving those signals from myself.
1: Those sensations. And it, and certain disciplines would call this knowing beginning with a G. So gnosis, as in,
0: mm. yeah. Ooh, tell me more. Or
1: it's just physical knowing. It's that gnosis. sensation <sighs> of, like, rightness. And it's so... It sounds difficult to explain, but everybody listening will have felt this sensation. Absolutely. And it's like it's not complicated to... And like, if they uh, haven't
0: felt it, sorry, to, I didn't mean to... Hmm? But I did anyway. Did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right. and 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 for... Those of you who have never felt that, you know, I've never felt that before. So there is a knowing in that. So knowing that you've never felt it is also an an embodied feeling.
1: Yeah, it's a knowing. And the whole thing about this is that... I don't want listeners to leave this podcast and we will hopefully explore this thinking that, oh, I have to live from that place of gnosis all the time because as with things like meditation, as with like everything, the point isn't one state forever. The point is always coming back to that place and the return is the most important direction that we can ever make in life. And Mm. I'm big on like, is it towards, away, motivations, Mm -hmm. like, but the return is huge for me. It's that kind of oh, and now I'm back, and that kind of sensation coming back is just as important as being in the sensation. In fact, more important than being there yeah. all the time.
0: You're always in flux, mm. always in flux, and it's it's going to shift all the time. But you're always going to have the opportunity to course correct, mm-hmm. make the little adjustments here mm. and there, mm. and those may be daily practices, uh, daily mindsets. Um,
1: well, we'll come on to Yeah,
0: yeah, that. thank you, thank you. But
1: there's a there's an, another way to tell if you are embodying things. Because there's, like, how do I know? Like, yeah, I believe that I'm coming from a place of gnosis and it feels really centered. How do I know that I am actually embodied? And so what are the, some of the ways that you would say that you actually can tell from outcomes rather than, you know, sensations that embodiment is occurring?
0: Outcomes? Mm. Oof. I stick to my word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, this, For those of you who have read it, it kind of goes back to the four agreements. Mm. Um, stick to my word, impeccable with my word, without sin, not in the biblical sense, but um, keeping the words I say positive. The power of life and death mm-hmm. is in the tongue. His words are extremely powerful. Mm. Um, doing my best. If I can look back on my day, mm-hmm. and I know every day for us is different, but if I can look back on my day and be like, you know what, with what I had, I did the best that I could mm-hmm. that day. That's an embodied feeling for me, mm-hmm. because there, there's no regrets. There's no looking back and just being like, ah, oh, I should have done this. I should have done this. Like, granted, there probably were opportunities where I should have done the opposite, Mm -hmm. but I didn't, but that's okay because Mm. I'm moving through a process Mm. and we're always going to be in that process. Am I even answering your question? Yes,
1: but you're still talking about internal stuff. And I think for our listeners, it's really useful because that's a self-reflective practice, which for some people takes months, years to get to. But... Okay,
0: well, give me me an example of what I think is like an
1: external... Life flows when you're in an embodied state. So actually things become easier and you will understand that things are coming towards you that seem to mirror you and things Mm -hmm. go out away from you that Mm -hmm. seem to be part of the energy. That's kind of where I was going with it. I mean, I still do those things, But it, it's just like, okay, so I don't know if I'm... Some people are really not connected to their body, and that's something that they've got to work on. So you're really connected to feelings, and some people just aren't. So mm-hmm. if they can't get into this, oh, yeah, I did the best I could with what I had, mm-hmm. sensation. So, well, how is your life going? Like, are you happy? Do you have great friendships and great relationships? Are you in a job you love? And these are not... Um, you have to have these to indicate that you're embodied. Like... I've been in a job that I've had resistance to for seven years, the functional medicine stuff, mm-hmm. but I I was embodied throughout because I could sense that there was part of a process and it felt like part of what I was doing and I was very successful. So yeah. externally, financially, money was coming towards me, clients were getting better, there's all of that kind of stuff. And I, you can tell that I was coming from an embodied place because even though some resistance was there, there was yeah. external reality that was validating my embodiment.
0: That's a key distinction embodied doesn't mean everything is Everyone's hunky dory <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and again that the rainbows and unicorns and puppy poos are always there and it's cute and wonderful and lovely no nah, embodiment means you're going through the ringer life's putting you through the ringer but you're okay you're managing yeah. you understand the process that is taking place and right. it's okay and it's not fighting this uphill battle or like right. I have to try to force these things to happen I have to force that promotion I have to force everything yeah you can go for it but be okay with the outcome
1: yeah and I think the other thing to say is that like the re- there's we haven't said why, why bother becoming embodied like why bother why does it matter mm. and the reality is that energetically life is lived energetically so energetically what you're giving off from your aura not the bullshit you say from your mouth but actually what you're energetically giving off is what's going to come back to you it very much is this energy magnetism stuff and so as soon as you're um giving off an embodied centered sense of self and sense of belief in the words you say you'll find that actually your life is coming towards you in the way that you need it to and you're receiving it that way and that's the distinction because otherwise we could just wander around and just like lie and deceive and say things that we think we should say and don't actually feel we could do all of that but your life won't come at you from the place you're talking from it will come at the place come at you from the place that you're living from
0: right like it will literally give back to you yeah. everything that you're putting off and for me it's like if if I'm doing it and the feeling is off if I'm not a 100% in mm-hmm. then I'm not gonna get that back but when I make that decision mind, body, spirit to go in yeah. this direction and do it honestly mm-hmm. and not be hung up on the outcome mm. I always win mm. and sometimes what I do Receive back from the universe, from God, from you know, uh, uh, w- put in your noun or yeah, um, word. Yeah. yeah, it's always great mm. and it's always better than what I had planned mm. and what I had expected. Mm. But living your life like that it just is so freeing because then you can just relax a little bit and enjoy the literal roller coaster that is life.
1: Mm. Mm. And it's, I think for me as well, like there's this um, sense of flow that happens that feels authentic and aligned. Mm. And it feels so deeply like it's coming from a place that's deeper than your conscious mind. Yeah.
0: And it's coming from
1: a place of authenticity. And that might not happen immediately.
0: So... No, absolutely not. Um, It is a process. (laughs) And it's a slow process. Um, There may be... Points, sessions, moments in your life where you have these huge ahas and you are forever changed. Mm. But I think we all know that those are very few, far and in between. Mm-hmm. But you can make them or you can encourage them mm-hmm. to show up in your life more often mm-hmm. by how you're approaching your life. Mm.
1: Mm. And so we were discussing earlier about like how does this embodiment feel initially like it the flow initially doesn't feel authentic does it you were explaining something to me about the start process of flow not feeling authentic
0: oh yeah it takes practice mm. you you've got to practice uh it takes discipline it takes work every day mm-hmm. doing the little things mm. and it's the little things that are just as easy not to do mm. as they are to do mm-hmm. and it's about choices mm.
1: Well, And we were talking about repetition. It's like, this is, it's just literally time under tension, reps. Like, how often are you continuing to show up as yourself? And it really reminded me of human design, um, where when you get into human design, which we will talk about on a podcast at some point, but just for people who are listening, it's a self-awareness system that encourages you to make decisions from a place of self, which is always physical rather than mental. And they say when you get into it, like, okay, but yeah, it's going to take seven years for you to what they call decondition, which is basically shift over from a purely cognitive way of being to a purely physiological response way of being or however you're designed to make decisions. And everyone fights it. Everyone's like, no, it's not going to take seven years. And it's like, no, it really does because the reason it's seven years is things go in seven year cycles. And that sounds like a woo concept but literally cellularly your body renews every single cell after seven years so you you are in an entirely different physiology and you've had to like one out one in the kind of difference Mm -hmm. between cognition led versus whole being gnosis led stuff so when we're talking about embodiment that's What I relate to, it's like this: this, it's time and attention. You have to put in the reps.
0: Yeah, well, and it even can go smaller than the cellular level. I Mm -hmm. mean, just at the atomic level, um, you know, what is it? Seven times ten to the twenty seventh power. That's how many atoms are in the human body, and which is
1: fucking ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like billions and billions and billions. It's like what? It's like seven billion, 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 billions, or some some crazy crazy number, but. At the end of that cycle, Mm. every single atom in your body has been replaced by a new atom. Mm. So you are literally not the same creature being entity that you were were. before.
1: Yeah. And it's, I think that really speaks, I mean, speaks to the science nerd in me, but also it's that like guys this takes time you're not going to wake up embodied i mean i obviously there are people who've had spiritual awakenings i've been privileged to be around spiritual teachers two of whom had those kind of sartori moments where they literally had an initiation from somewhere else energetically no idea when and they were different the next day Mm. um the next minute um (laughs) And I kind of always wanted one of those, you know, in in the depths of my hell, I was like, just give me one of those. But I never got it yet. Um, And it just is time. And speaking back to the human design thing, I've now done three seven year cycles within human design, and it makes a difference every
0: single time. So, yeah, help uh, us like help us wrap our heads around that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: for me, human design was my tool of personal evolution. So it's really it doesn't matter what your tool of choice is. You can choose meditation. You can choose whatever it is that's your discipline. You can do coaching and you can do the multidiscipline stuff that we offer now. Mm -hmm. Um, But for me, I basically had human design and other psychotherapeutic models feeding into that. So for me, it was my tool of evolution. And so the first Three and a half years was just a struggle. But after that three and a half year point, back speaking to the 100%. Fifty percent, so fifty percent of your cells have now switched. Yeah. So you actually notice it's slightly easier to respond. And the reason I mentioned, like meditation, is another one of the tools. Is like every Eastern mysticism, every ancient spiritual wisdom, every knowledge that you think is a philosophy, all says to you, don't live your life with your mind. Live your life from your body. That's literally the the take home tagline from all of these systems, no matter what method they're using. Zen, Buddhism, Taoism doesn't really matter. They're just saying you're not your mind. You are. Are all of your being and your energetic bodies as well mm-hmm. so human design is a great tool for getting you back into your body and so those decisions after three and a half years so it suddenly became more common that i would be centered and making decisions from my body than stressing about them mentally mm-hmm. hit the seven year mark and it's like i really had distanced myself from my own thinking not in a negative way not in a oh my brain's a piece of shit and doesn't have any value but in a my brain is brilliant, but can't make a decision for toffee. Sorry, that's a British (laughs) expression. I don't know if that translates in America, but you can get the point. It's like, it's useless for me to think, what do I want for dinner? Oh, well, I had the salmon last night. I might want the chicken. I might, like if I go to my freezer and like I'm responding to the same thing that I had last night to take it out of the freezer, That's what I do from a physiological yes place. And after seven years, that became way more natural. The next seven years was like me getting to understand the cognitive loops of my mind and, like, okay, so now I'm not using this as a tool for me, I'm using it as a wisdom machine for the world itself. And I can give wisdom like this through podcast medium and all this kind of stuff. And it's like that point was really embodied because I'm operating from my whole being this bit tells me where to go what to do how to make decisions which is why my life seems super random to people why does victoria like jet off to south africa for 18 months uh because i responded to why am i coming to la because i responded to (laughs) it's just physiological it's not mentally thought through if i (laughs) if i'd have thought through these decisions i wouldn't have done them and that becomes natural after seven years and then everything is about evolution and learning and growth and fascination with what your mind does where your body takes you. And that's...
0: And what was your experience? Like, what has been your experience moving into an embodied way of life? What What have you noticed that is different, that has shifted, that before you may not have noticed?
1: Well, I think when you're living from a place of mentally willing it to be or mentally, cognitively doing it without embodying it, it all feels very false it feels very ephemeral like it could disappear at any moment Mm. every success feels surface level yay inner there's always an inner knowing that you're not it's not you that won that thing that did that or
0: waiting for the other shoe to drop that it might go away and if it went away (gasps) then what am i right it's like oh if that's your concern then you're definitely not embodied Yeah. because an embodied expression would be if it goes away that's exactly the way
1: yeah and, and that's the thing. It's and like, it's to my benefit. Yeah. And I have... We've often had conversations where I've said, I have to be completely unattached to the outcome. The outcome of me being here in LA. Mm. The outcome of me...
0: Unattached to the outcome. I, I love it. I just want to repeat it. Mm-hmm. Be unattached to the outcome. Beautiful. Go. And
1: that can only happen when you're embodied. Because when you are living from a place of embodiment, you're kind of in it for your... It sounds really selfish, but fine. You're in it for yourself. You're in it for... Great. I'm here because my being led me here whatever is here for me is absolutely perfect therefore even if on paper it looks like terrible it's actually what's going to happen like let's be really specific about it the visa situation that i'm looking at at the moment where i can't get a visa to stay and live and work long term in america so i have to probably do three months in three months out three months in three months out which is frustrating and annoying and really feels wrong from a cognitive perspective But my embodied self knows, okay, that's actually what the universe wants me to be doing. And it will be for a reason. And at that point, all I need to do is energetically feel into my nervous system and go, okay, so what will make that feel safe, secure, doable? Mm. And we've discussed it. It's about, like, I need a place here that's my base on this planet that we call Earth. So that even though I'm not in it 365 days of the year, it's my home. It's actually a place where I can leave stuff. I can nest. I know exactly where I'm going when I get off the plane at LAX. I know. The th- and that is me feeling into, okay, but this doesn't feel safe. How do I make this feel safe? And the only way you can do that is if you're not lost in the, oh my God, American immigration. How dare they not let me in? All of that kind of stuff. And that's where I live from. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Would you say that... I don't know what I was going to ask. Ew. Dang it. I had a thought come in and then it...
1: It will come back if it's meant to. Yeah, look at that.
0: <laughs> Let's yeah. go.
1: And it's like, so... Mm, we were talking about my social media yesterday. Mm-hmm. And we were saying, like, I want to share how I live my life. Because this place of meantness is a genuinely the place from which I live my life. And it doesn't mean I don't have that. You know, you arrived just when I'd realized about my whole kind of visa thing. And we had a half an hour, damn the world conversation, didn't we? You have to go through that. This is not, I'm some zen master of like complete calmness. (laughs) You go through the human frustrations, the absolute feelings of, oh, come on, really? And then you get to, hmm, okay, so... I invited this. I invited this impermanence. And I I probably put it out there. Because when I came to LA, it was like, might not stay in LA. Want to go down and see San Diego. Might go to Austin. It's all of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like built maybe not into, <laughs> into my mm, stay here. Mm. And it's like, so the universe has given me maybe not. And I'm like, no, but I want it now. And the universe is like, too late. Like, you'll you'll get there. And it, it's, it's just, just going to take you a little bit longer now. It's going to take you a little bit longer. But I am taking applications for fiancés and husbands. <laughs> <laughs> American only.
0: <laughs> Prerequisite: Are you American? Yeah, you
1: have to be American. You have to have a house that I can live in for two years. <laughs> and you have to be willing to help me get a green card. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond that, I'm really, like, I've got
0: no expectations. I, I don't know if you're self-incriminating right now or or what. This might need yeah. to be edited yeah, um, might need to... in the future. <laughs> in the, <yeah. laughs>
1: right, so...
0: So, I've just given ammunition to anybody who wants to blackmail you. It's like, oh, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> We're going to tell the IRS, we know you faked it. So. No,
0: never. No. Because that would is, not be embodied.
1: Right. But I was literally just about to say that. The reason that I wouldn't ever do that is because. Whew, my... Back pedal,
0: back pedal, back pedal. Back
1: pedal. <laughs> Shut up. <sighs> do you know what? It's it, Energetically, I couldn't. Mm. Because. This is just who I am. I, I don't lie. I live my place from a but my life from a place of such honesty mm. that to fake that just to get a visa. It's like no. If the universe wants me to get a green card from a marriage, it's gonna plop the perfect man in my life soon. And I, I actually suspect that might happen. I haven't. This is me like really sharing shit on the podcast that I probably shouldn't. <laughs> but I genuinely suspect that's going to happen because I don't get the sense that I'm not going to be here. And I, yes, it might advance things that should take way more time with relationship. But I'm at that point in my life now where that's the night. That's the next step. That's the next thing to drop in. So okay, it's just that trust. And if it doesn't, it doesn't.
0: And that was actually going to be my next question. mm Hmm. Are you attached to that outcome? And you just answered it before, I, literally before I said it. You answered the question. Right. You're like,
1: and it doesn't mean that I don't want it. Let's just like clarify, like, yeah, 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 I really want it. I really want that other person in my life that
0: supports. But that's not your end all be all, and that will happen organically as long as you're continuing to. And this is what you said earlier mm-hmm. that I think that I was gonna ask about. Maybe mm. you said something about. Um, Focusing on you and yourself and, yes, the and selfish bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I said this uh, on another episode, but it's like, it's okay to be selfish. You choosing you actually makes it so much better for everyone else as long as it's done with integrity mm-hmm. and you continuing to move through your life and be okay with everything as it is and as it comes, although it might not all be smooth. Mm-hmm you continuing to work on you is actually opening up and providing a space for that person mm. to walk into your life. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. And and it's keeping yourself open. It's like the, <laughs> the person who stays with somebody that they're not in love with because they're afraid of being alone. You're actually blocking yourself off mm-hmm. from being available mm-hmm. when the right person mm. does show up. But mm. in that kind of paradox, it's like, well, if you're in that space, then the right person is not is not there yet, Doesn't and so on. all of
1: And the other thing that I'm doing as well, just to speak <laughs> to this as we're there, like is surrounding myself with great couples. Like it is difficult to go out with a load of couples, but you can do it. And like I have you and your beautiful wife in my life. Who, mm, thank you. I get to go out with you guys. Mm. I get to go out with you both individually. I get married people who have beautiful energy and are so committed to one another. And that's valuable to me because your energy of relationship puts relationship energy around me. Yeah. And the yeah. more energy I can surround myself with it's
0: relationship... The more we've embodied you get to be in 100%.
1: It. And we've got other friends who are here in, in LA and it's like, they're in great relationships, really loving relationships and there's spending time with those people as a single person as long as they're not offended by, by my kind of like presence. <laughs> it's like the third wheel as <laughs> ever. Um, but it is intentional on my part. Uh, like it is... Completely intentional that um, I don't never go out with the married couples because, oh, they won't, won't want me there. I'm, I know I'm valuable.
0: It's like, well, if you, if you think that, then they won't want you they there. They won't want you there. But, yeah.
1: but you guys have been super open and lovely, and I like spending time with the both of you because you're just so lovely. We
0: kick ass. You do. We do kick ass. This is just
1: yes, so. Okay. Hashtag relationship goals. Yes. Anyway, moving back on. Yes. So how to get to where I've just described you can live your life from? Like... Where do we start,
0: Bryce? Like, Uh, how? I would definitely say awareness again. And I think I've repeated this in every single episode, but it's so (laughs) crucial. Just being aware. Um, And initially that'll be like aware of all the times
1: you're not living from this place at all. (laughs) Yeah, which is okay. My spiritual people. It's huge. Like, there comes a time, and I've had this happen to me several times over, where you suddenly realize that the you you're showing up as is not embodied at all. There's another layer of you to to lose, to leave behind, to surrender, and it's like an identity. What a great
0: place to be! Right?
1: Yes. But like this is what people like refer to as the ego death, and mm. it, it that's just the dropping of the identity that you've had as like, and I keep having to do this, we keep saying this is, maybe I have to drop the identity as a coach, like, and I have to put that on my table, every time I find my life meter, hmm, maybe not moment, visa situation, it's like, oh, maybe I'm not supposed to be here and do this. And it's like, something then comes in, and the universe slaps me around the face and says, this is your calling, like, don't, but I have to be willing to give it up all the time. Mm -hmm. And that, is important for embodiment because you have to be willing to give up the identities of the narrative to get to the identity that's yeah. way more aligned.
0: And not worrying about it. Not worrying about it. Just know that the right thing is going to come along. And it absolutely will. Mm-hmm. And the way that you process it will be much more healthy and beneficial to every aspect of your life mm-hmm. because you are in acceptance of Whatever that is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think... Yeah. yeah. It's just about... So from awareness. Where do we go from awareness? Like,
0: because you can become aware of all the things you're not. You you become aware and then you have... You empower yourself because then you can choose. Like, Mm. a lot of the times... Uh, before Mm. it's like we've said you know the subconscious is kind of driving some of the responses Mm. the way you respond to the world Mm. and it's just knee jerk reactions but Mm. then when you start to become aware for instance Mm. um, I would have like a lot of nervous energy that would come Mm. up Mm -hmm. uh, when funnily enough meeting new people but only certain new people and it was mostly in business Mm -hmm. And once I was aware that that was coming up but that was not very authentic to who I was naturally are, yeah, I'm yeah, super yeah. personable I meet people all the time when you told me I was so
1: surprised I was like uh, Brace you're like you just like jazz hands your way through it don't you and you were like it, no I really no, don't yeah. I get
0: like super in my head or I used to get mm. super in my head and I would doubt myself and I would to the point where I would make excuses for not, not going into that situation uh-huh. but now yeah, yeah. that i'm so aware now i have a choice like that that feeling may still come up and i've done a, a lot of work in it so it's not near as powerful but i may feel that uh, feeling kind of start to tap me on the shoulder yeah. and then i get to make a choice uh-huh. and that choice can be like yeah i get it you're here yeah. i love you little uh, worry person or part of me, and, and then I get to, to move into that situation knowing what I know about myself, that I am this extremely gifted, charismatic, uh, ultra-sultry...
1: Deluded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Deluded. Uh, insane, uh, narcissistic <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> but
1: and they're going like... to love that guy. <laughs> yeah. I know it. Yeah. I can feel it it's embodied right yes And so that is genuinely about noticing when the sensations don't match the words you're saying yeah and choosing to say different words to honor the sensations and I love this because I coach my clients all the time
0: Mm -hmm. I don't want to blow over that go choosing to honor those sensations yeah Honor those sensations. Even if they're the uncomfortable sensations, those sensations are there for a very good reason. So honoring those. And we can get into that and in another thing. But I just didn't want to, to pass that by because it's so important. Yeah.
1: yeah no, 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 you. no. That's good. And it's good for you to like pull out these, these important bits because it, some of this is so normal to me now and that guys 20 years like it's just it takes 20 years well it doesn't take 20 years but it takes many um but I don't realize that things are different like so if I get a sensation I don't ride over it I completely honor it I talk about it I try and understand it Mm. and then it becomes revealed oftentimes but the the thing I coach my clients on is say the whole truth because often sensations come up and other people are gonna be impacted by them. You don't wanna go somewhere, you don't wanna do things, you don't wanna, like, if you're uncomfortable with honoring your embodied sensations in the beginning, Just say the whole truth. I'm really sorry. I'm getting this sensation. I'm trying an experiment to follow my sensations at the moment. So I'm going to have to say no to this one. Yeah, you
0: don't necessarily have to justify why you want to... You can blame us. I listened
1: to a podcast and people were talking about honoring your sensations. And so I'm trying it for 30 days. Like, it doesn't matter how you get through. Just start to live from your body rather than from your...
0: Yeah. And again, honoring those sensations. Yeah. Yeah, And... Again, that goes back to choosing yourself first. (laughs) Mm, mm. Choose yourself first Mm. every time. And do it with integrity. Mm. Know why consciously Mm -hmm. be present in Mm. the moment and know why I'm just... I'm going to say no to this. Mm. And that's one of the difficult ones. People never want to say no because, oh, I'm going to disappoint this person or that person. It's like, what about you?
1: Well, and just what about for, you? Just for my British people out there. Okay, so this is way easier for yanks. And I'm sorry, guys, but it is. Like, I remember Preston Smiles, our teacher, when he did some mm. kind of module. And I he was like sort of talking. And it was revelatory for me because he just used the phrase, I'm sorry, but I'm a no to that. And I was like you you can just say that and like yeah you can you can just say i'm sorry but that's a no for me right now i'm sorry i love you but that thing you're offering is a no and i'm like sorry uh, back up like mm. you mean i don't need to justify i don't need to give them like my life story as a reason why and you really don't no you don't and it's so
0: easy for and americans and if they have a problem with that then that's it's, their problem it's their problem <laughs> yeah. literally that they need to work through
1: yeah and if they do need more explanation from you of course if they're your friend and you love them, you give it. But if you're making decisions based from your body, you are making decisions based on values and principles that are way beneath the cognitive, rational perspective, but also way beneath social norms. So if you're saying no to something that you quote unquote should say yes to, sometimes people will need a bit more explanation, but you just say, I have to honor my instinct on this and I have to honor the sensations I have. And starting to do this is literally choosing yourself and that is the most beautiful thing that you can do and that demands energetic spaciousness not respect i don't like that word particularly but spaciousness other people give you the spaciousness to be you and then the process of embodiment just accelerates rapidly Um, As you clear these patterns of people-pleasing and doing the things that you think you should do and, you know, how how do I compare myself to this person? Oh, shit, I need to do that because that will make me... No, and you start to naturally, without work, clear the patterns that you've been playing because you're just listening to sensations of embodiment
0: all the time. Awareness, choices, noticing the words and sensations, clearing the patterns, clearing this programming... Yeah. that we've had since we were little mm-hmm. because that programming is outdated it's mm-hmm. time to update you guys mm-hmm. it's time to update
1: and it's you can do all the lessons in the courses or you could just start listening to your sensations because they're always there
0: Ooh, this is a test mm. this is your homework this week guys
1: mm.
0: <laughs> this is your homework
1: very so you're all our clients
0: mm. <laughs> Start listening to your sensations. See what you've discovered. Journal about it. And
1: it doesn't mean that triggers and stuff won't come up. That's the whole point of this. Like everything is welcome. <laughs> You're all welcome. It- yeah.
0: Well, every everything is is welcome in those moments.
1: And the triggers become opportunities is what happens. Huge.
0: That's a big <laughs> one.
1: Because like, I mean, this happened when I got to LA. It's like, ooh, triggers in terms of felt really uncomfortable for a long time. Sensations and all that kind of stuff. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> massive body of work that I needed to do I showed you yesterday my journal writing since I've been here and you're like oh my goodness no and it's I was like, amazing yeah, yeah and how
0: much have you grown and uh opened up because of that so much journaling
1: and it wasn't oh god I hate the sensation it was okay I hate the sensation and it's here for a reason
0: and it's here for a reason
1: and and my killer phrase for people hmm that's interesting Just like when something comes up, instead of react, 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 it's often difficult to pull back that reaction. So react and then go, oh, that's interesting. And I say to my clients, become fascinated in your human situation, in your complete idiocy, in your ludicrous perspectives. Just become fascinated by
0: yourself. Yeah. Be fascinated with how absolutely ridiculous Ridiculous you are. are.
1: We all are. I am. Yeah. Like... I am. Like, I know that my thought processes can be so irrational at times. And it's just like...
0: (laughs) And at first, it's not fun. It's again, it's like the reps. At first, it's not fun. And then all of a sudden, you're like, wow, I am a lunatic. But wow, what an amazing, fun, crazy journey I get to go on with my nutso self (laughs) and all my little idiosyncrasies. And then you start to actually... Uh, love them, and mm. they become endearing mm. to you. Well, and, and, I, and even I, then, you get to work work with, work with, them, with them and through them. And it just well.
1: becomes so quick. Like it's like whenever I get my little triggers that come up, which they do, they st- of course, they still do. Yeah. And I notice, I'm. I don't just laugh at myself. I I do encourage laughter at oneself. It is a a good thing. But often those triggers are your inner child. So if you're laughing at yourself, you're actually laughing at a child that's hurt. And that's not okay because we'd never do that. Right. So it's very much about going, oh, okay. So I'm laughing at the adult pattern. uh But hang on, where does that come from with my child?
0: Yeah. And and by laughing, I just be curious, be amused yeah. by it. Yeah. Not laugh at it and be like, oh, ha, 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 that's so, yeah. I'm so stupid. Yeah. This is just the way that I am. It's like, yeah. no, no, no. It's like, be, let it intrigue you.
1: Mm. Not that
0: word. Don't bully it. Mm. Let it intrigue you. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. Find
0: out more. Mm. Go actually, into your own, wor- own little world, world. and mm. just explore. Mm. Search around. Mm. Maybe there's stuff that you find. Maybe there's Maybe you find nothing, and you're like, "Huh, oh, this is something I get to discuss, discuss. with someone else yeah. uh, that's willing and that's objective to and the support side perspective." Yes, yeah. um, and mm. the triggers becoming opportunities is one of the cool things that one of the cool gifts that you get to give to yourself when you start when you really start to embody a practice or a way of thinking mm. about yourself and your world around you mm. and experiencing it. Triggers becoming opportunities is so fun. Because everything used to be like, oh, God, I hate that about myself. Especially you. Especially me. Because <laughs> there were there's still things that I'm like, oh, I just wish I didn't do the. Yeah. It's like they then get to be. I get to shift how I see them. Mm. I'm like, oh, wow. That is coming up again that anger welcome. you know which we talked about that. yeah it's now welcomed welcomed and it's actually i've found out anger is my ally because anger when anger comes up in me specifically it is letting me know that something is off mm. something is out of alignment for me and, and then i can just step back yeah and be like okay what is not aligned right now mm. and why is that bringing up this sensation mm. of anger mm. and then it was my ally mm. Mm. when i when because i it figured becomes that your, out
1: um your uh, red flag it becomes the yeah it's just a signal notice please notice something's off yeah
0: it's a it's a signal for you and your body has a million billion ways of signaling you and a lot of the times we're like no i don't want that signal because it may be an undesired signal or a painful signal yeah. sometimes mm.
1: Well, and particularly just to speak to your anger, for anyone who's like listening, these signals often have been so judged by oneself, but also pushed down by other people. Other
0: people, society.
1: For long, And it's like yeah. not acceptable. So you, you're then running around trying to avoid your signal coming up, hating yourself when it does come up, and then like never moving through it properly because you're always trying to in a state of suppression around it. Yeah. And then when you do this process, and you're like, oh, that's just a sensation. Honor. Welcome. Yeah. What are you here to show me mm-hmm. and to say to me? And just to be super clear for people as well, I currently know that I am not sitting in a level of embodiment with a huge part of my purpose. I know that. I know that for a fact. I know I've got another ego death coming. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know what I need to do. I don't know where I'm going to go. But I fully know from sensations that I've got that I'm light years further on than I was even three weeks ago when I arrived in LA. yeah. But there's something that is out of alignment, out of integrity. There's something that I'm not bringing, I think there's something that I'm not bringing out of me as one of my gifts that still needs to arise. Mm-hmm. And just sitting in the knowing of that, not being too frustrated about it. Sure, I've been through times of frustration, but I also know, hmm, you know, I'm okay with, this is the embodied self I have for this precise moment of this human existence.
0: Great. And that is a beautiful place to be. Mm. How many other people out there would not be experiencing that at all? Mm. Something's off. Everything's off. Everything's Everything's off. off.
1: No. But there's peace in...
0: Yes. Huge.
1: Say mm, it again. There's peace in the uh, sensation of not quite feeling aligned, not quite feeling settled, not quite feeling everything's
0: there. How many people out there would love... To have that peace in the not knowing, peace in the unsettledness, peace in the shaky ground. It's like, man, what a gift to give to yourself to be able to find peace when everything around you to to literally be able to create your own eye in the storm. Mm. And Ooh. you get to create that over and over and over and over for yourself. And you get to choose to do that every single time. You create the I. The I doesn't form in the storm and then you get to step into it. You create it.
1: I love that analogy. I love that. Thanks. Thank you. I'm it's gonna... copyright Bruce Harris no. <laughs> and Victoria Fenton unveil coaching. Uh. But I do, and I feel like, hmm I feel like there's a um, a magic to having that piece around the not embodiment, which makes the embodiment 10 times easier to get.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You find the embodiment in the, in the stuff that's difficult to move through. Mm-hmm. Oh man. How much easier is everything else going to be? That's why athletes, when they are doing sprints and stuff, wear ankle weights.
1: Mm, Cause then when they actually are in the race, it's like easy. It's
0: so much easier. And I
1: really need to say to people I've, we've spoken a lot today, and it wasn't intentional, but about my approach to life and about how I live mm. and that kind of thing. Well, I and think it's important. But it, and I really need to say to people, this is the reason I'm a coach, because it took me a long time of isolation, trying to find things, um, five near-death experiences. It it took me those things to find this space, and my one wish many wishes for humanity but one of my wishes for people anyone who works with me or comes into my orbit is you do not have to go through that level of dark night of the soul to have these learnings and wisdoms it's my mission in life to give off this sense of safety and peace within my aura so that people just pick it up from me and i'm walking through the street and when you work with me intensively this is what you get because you don't need to go to hell I needed to go to hell to learn it on some cellular level for something that I'm here for. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm a coach is that embodiment doesn't have to come off the back of um, intense adversity. There's always a little bit of dark night of the soul involved, I have to say. There's always a little bit of darkness, a little bit of shadows. Yes. But it doesn't necessarily have well, to Well, that's where the, the transformation right. lies.
0: Right. The healing, right. I think, lies Definitely. in those shadow. Yeah areas but it
1: would be would have been massively helpful for me if i'd have had me in my this me yeah in those moments then because a it would guide have been a, different a mentor experience. right absolutely right
0: somebody so, that you could have learned from who had already made a lot, a of, lot of those the mistakes, mistakes. And,
1: the, and gone through the problems and through the hell so so yeah it doesn't have to it is a state you can get to it doesn't have to come off the back of all of the trauma um but it is lifelong work you know i'm always in process It gets easier, but not because the trials get easier, but because the way you greet them becomes a bit more...
0: uh, Your approach is way more efficient. Right.
1: You love efficiency, don't you, Bryce?
0: I love efficiency. The, the, The shortest, most simplest way for me. And sometimes, you know, we're always told there's a straight line between one point and another is the shortest distance. Well, in actuality, if you're talking like space time and all that kind of stuff everything is curved everything is curved mm-hmm. um even you know how your atoms move within your body they're moving at a frequency so they're always fluctuating so everything everything I is what you just said uh, this
1: frequency is a point that we just need to make everything that we're talking about in terms of energy attracting things towards you embodiment all of this stuff you will vibrate at a different frequency when you are clear of all the junk that you keep in your being and your aura and your mind.
0: Yeah. And that's what changes your life. Yeah. And that's not woo-woo talk either. Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard, oh, increase your vibration, man, or change your vibration, man. You, I mean, we've heard, we've heard that and the joke has been made for years and years and years and years, but it's actually real and it's based in science. Um, I mean, you can look up stuff on string theory. Uh, alone, and you know that's again theory, but based in some some very good science. So everything is always vibrating, 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 vibrating. You don't have to take my word for it. You can jump online and look and see.
1: And <laughs> yeah, go to Google for like your string theory yeah, education. Go, yeah, Google
0: string. <laughs> Kip Thorne. Look look at Kip Thorne. You know he's 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 written some good books. You know, I'll take your word for it.
1: Yeah.
0: Awesome. (laughs)
1: Um, So chill out. It all takes time.
0: Yep. Chill out. Don't rush. Uh Small moves, baby steps. Those are okay. Mm -hmm. And it may feel, especially in the beginning, like baby move, little move, little move. I'm not seeing that much difference. I'm not seeing that much difference just as anything else that you've ever done in your life or started I mean, when you were a baby, to learn how to walk... Yeah, you didn't give up when you fell over the first time. No. And you had to crawl for a long time, but it's in... I didn't, you know,
1: I did not crawl. I just, I went from like my mum's just like you never crawled oh Victoria oh my god it's
0: always about you <laughs> <laughs> it is this universe is about
1: me like have you not worked that out by now
0: well you are you are one of the special the no, special few no it's terrible for you
1: you don't build no fun. it is it's, and that
0: was it's, gonna it's, be my point that you it, completely interrupted it's, 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 it's <laughs>
1: tissue disorder and it's oh just oh my god i know again and it's stupid because no honestly i have problems because i didn't spend enough time crawling people so spend enough time crawling crawl. it's a problem
0: yes the crawl <laughs> is a huge place to learn yeah what a, um, you know what actually you just m- helped me prove my point yes. tenfold so i'm actually sorry for making fun of you okay. uh, on our podcast we can cut that out. No, we don't need
1: to. <laughs> we we can share with our listeners how yeah, horrible how, you how are how to me. How much of a dick I am. <laughs> yes. But yes, we were trying to make the same point. I just yes. don't think you appreciated that. I think <laughs> I think you thought I would saying it from some kind of egotistical. Oh, I no. walked straight away. Oh my God. Never, never. <laughs> oh, we are stupid. Anywho, <laughs> we love you listeners. If you're still here with us. Yeah. Uh, homework is notice the sensations. Yeah. Start to notice the sensations and as much as you can, if you live from them, life will change.
0: That is absolutely, that's the truth. Hmm. Or at least the truth in my experience. Mm. Yours? No, totally.
1: And we don't want you to just believe us. We want you to try and experience it for yourself.
0: Yeah. Get out there. Do it. But for now, (laughs) Mm. I am Brace Harris. And I am
1: Victoria Fenton. And we
0: are... Unveil.